And welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. Let's see if I can remember the things. I believe the phone number is 1-800-243-7625. I can tell you this. Uh, I believe that Rock 106.9, being the damn good radio station it is, yeah. is still sending you out to Las Vegas yeah. multiple times uh, every morning. Your first keyword comes up at 8 a.m. I actually have it. I could give it to you right now. It's probably not smart. I bet no. the boss would be super pissed. Yes. Super pissed. We are uh, we are back, obviously, after what was uh, just a little bit over a week away from the studio. And, uh, and I always say this. I don't necessarily need a break from what I do. I need a break from when I do it. But that's a little bit of a lie. And I learned it this last week. Sometimes I do need a little bit of a break from what I do. And what I think we all do. And uh, I decided for this vacation that I would take a full, total social media blackout. And I took the apps off my phone. And Thursday, last Thursday, whatever, it was a week ago Thursday when we walked out of here, I was like, I'm not checking a single thing. And most people, and myself included, full disclosure, thought he'll never make it. By a day in, he'll be bored or something will happen and he'll have to check it. And I didn't. This morning is the first time I have looked at a single piece of social media. It's really the first moment I've taken a look at pretty much anything that's happening in the world. Um, there was a little bit yesterday where I was like, eh, maybe take, I was like, no, 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 I'm waiting until tomorrow morning. I obviously watched the Browns game will be a big part of what we do today. Obviously, uh, since we kissed our sister with the, with the Steelers yesterday, we'll get into that. Also, Fantone has huge news. I can't wait to talk about that. That will be seven o'clock this morning. He did something on vacation. Uh, well, thank God. We're just doing <laughs> many, uh, dude, many, 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 many more storylines and content coming out of that. That will be at seven o'clock. We'll give you that. But I believe more people should do this social media, um, you know, like blackout thing. Now, um, some of you probably handle this stuff more responsibly than I will uh, and maybe use it a lot less than I do on average. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it. But the one big takeaway, I, uh, I don't want to bury the lead. The major like takeaway uh, I, I can tell you is I've never slept better in my life. Like, I don't remember ever sleeping this well. Like, I, because I wasn't just forcing that stuff in my brain while laying in bed with the phone in your hand and constantly doing that, I just feel like, man, I woke up feeling good. I just feel, I, I felt less negative all week long. You, uh, you bring up the fact that there's people who might use it more responsibly than you, but yes. I'll bring up the fact that there are people who are using it far less responsibly than you. There's people who are, who are grossly irresponsible Large with it, who, who, who neglect things in their lives, who are using it, you know, behind the wheel, who are, you know, sitting there with their, you know, their kid just desperate for their attention and they're still on their phone. So there's, yes, there's definitely those people who are, who are, who are different than you on this and people who aren't necessarily going to view it as a problem. Um, what I guess like, as you kind of like, as you kind of came back this morning and I saw you were like, Hey, loading stuff up on your phone and, and checking social media for the first time. Was there anything that was like, Oh, I'm glad I'm back. Or was it a feeling of like, Oh, I don't want to do this again. Or was it like, um, a little mixed bag because I I'm, I'm happy to be doing the radio show again. Right. I love doing the radio show. Right. Um, and, and I knew we were both ready for a break and I totally was. And I kept saying, I was like, ah, I was like, I kind of need to recharge so I can get back to make sure I'm, I'm doing the best shows I can possibly be doing. And I feel ready to do that now. I really do. Um, there is a little anxiety of like, oh God, this again. However, I think I really, it was a week, so I don't want to get too carried away, but you kind of train yourself not to be on the thing so much. 
And so what I'm hoping now I can do, Fantone, is like kind of go, all right, well, you need to do it, you know, during the hours of the program a little bit, maybe an hour afterwards, kind of interact, post-show stuff, hey, thanks for listening to that kind of stuff. But then just honestly take a little time and just like stay away from it. Well, yeah, I was going to say there is a little bit of like, well, you have to do it We're for Facebook your job. We're Facebook-living now right now, <laughs> just so you know. But you don't necessarily, it doesn't have to be like such a big part, like where, yes, like there is a little bit of like interaction with the audience, but there's plenty of radio shows and radio guys who don't necessarily use that as a huge part of how how they're reached and they just focus on like if you want to be a part of what I think or if you want to hear my opinion 6 to 10 Monday through Friday you know what I'm saying I wanted to be one of those it just seemed very I don't know like uh, you know, adapt or die moments. Like, dude, yeah, don't don't get yeah. don't get too caught in being that. Don't be you know don't be too rigid in that. But it was it was not something that you necessarily need to do for the rest of your life. But it was healthy for a week for sure. And uh, and I had a great great vacation. I played a lot less golf than I thought I would have. Really? I played I played not all that well, but I played a lot less golf than I thought I would. Why? I I figured to do that. I one hundred percent because I haven't talked to you since I mean late last week. And at this point, like I figured you were coming back, dude, with with golf stories all day. Nah. So okay, we uh, all right. We I we have to do this. Okay. I don't, I really wish I didn't, but all we right. kind of do. Here it is. Um. <laughs> so I had uh, before the vacation. I had remember I went to that. I love that '90s show, right? I do. And I ran into that. I ran into that woman that I had not seen in a while. Right. Well, we decided to spend a little bit of our my vacation together. Quite a bit of it, as, as a matter of fact. And um, uh, I saw her multiple times. So I kind of did that a little bit. Um, so that took up some of the time when when golf would have been happening. I, I, I didn't look at the weather properly, but I spent the days that were like 90 and beautiful with her. And then the, the days it was raining, I was like, yeah, I don't have anything to do. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised. So, I mean, just it's not like she was on vacation, correct? Yeah, well, she had taken, she had, st- she had took those, she took the one day off and then we went and spent that whole day. Um, and honestly, that was just like errands. Like that was really weird. Like we went to Twisted Citrus for breakfast and like kind of like, dude, we met at like 8 a.m. And like then we did, we took the whole day, and so like then it was like buying new cell phones and like you know getting new you know golf clubs for me, and it was just like wait a minute, I thought this is like one of the first times we're hanging out, and all of a sudden we're into like a thirty year marriage, but it was like one of those things that was like it just kind of felt good. The day date can be good, it especially was awesome, especially once you are what do I want to say here? Not in a real full term committed relationship there, but you guys are like dancing around it there. Yeah, because- when it's not them dragging you out of the house to go do something, you're like still wanting to hang out with them. Yeah, the cell phone store wasn't the worst i was gonna say because like you can have fun with anybody and i think that's something that i've learned about relationships in my life as i've gotten older is that like easy like like the good times are easy like you can have fun with anybody you can go out drinking with anybody you can have sex with anybody and it's like yeah dude i can do that that's fine No, i used to be able to but it's 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 those things that you hate it's those things that you don't want to do once you have some sort of of chemistry there where it's like oh my gosh we can go to the cell phone store and and you're not making it worse like it's just the cell phone company that's making it worse there is something there to be like celebrated no when i was when we were in the cell phone she needed a new phone and we were when we were standing in there and you know that thing ta- that takes a while yeah i don't care who you are it just takes a little Sh- bit of a while stressful too and like you don't want to pick the wrong phone and you they're, don't want to spend too much money well, ripping the information by you and like that whole thing mm-hmm. right and when i was in there and i didn't want to rip the head off of anybody i was like 
Um, wow. Yeah, you kind of like somebody. <laughs> that's the way it works. It's like, dude, that's the only way to not make me want to murder somebody in a situation like that. It's like, oh yeah, she's kind of hot, dude. I kind of like her. So where do things stand right now? I don't want. I don't want to hit you with the what are we? But so, like, well, what's going on? And this right is what now? I told. So she kept saying to me all week. Dude, you're so nice. I, she's like, I can't believe. I said, Well, I'm not that nice. I was like, let's, you know, let's, you know, let's not get carried away. She goes, I can't believe you're still single. And I said, Well, obviously, that's what everybody says when they meet somebody and they kind of like them. I said, You know, I, I, compromise hasn't always been like real big with me. I said, I'm trying. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to do you know a better job with that. I said, My job requires definition before people are ready. I was like, obviously, I was okay. like, I'm going to go okay. in there and talk about being on vacation. What did I do on vacation? I said, I'll spend a lot of it with you. I said, so the natural conversations will be, so what is this? I was like, you and I aren't ready to define that yet. I said, but the radio audience will be ready for me to define it. Yes. I was like, 100%. you know what I mean? I was like, that I was like, this is why I've been so happy to be away from social media, especially while I was getting to know you. I was like, it's, inevitably, there's going to be somebody out there. Uh, you know what I mean? I was like, there's going to be photos of us together already right. for sure. I know we took them. I know who took them. I know who posted them certain places i know where they are and so like that's going to be i was like so that's one of the reasons why i'm single because my job gets in the way of a lot of what we do so i said to her i said i normally do not do this i said but we have to sit down and figure out how we move what do we do like how i said just tell me how not to make you angry <laughs> I said like how do i was like i care like for the first time in a while i care about whether or not the person gets mad about how i answer certain questions so, dude, I actually, dude, like, I didn't, I, I like, I had the, well, we have the script, like, it, wow. it, it's been approved. Wow, and, dude. Dude, I ran, I ran a Stan's Ratio script by somebody and got it approved. I'm shocked. I, um, well, no more so than me. <laughs> I am, uh, no, I, I can't even believe I said that. I might not even said that right. Um, so we have agreed on, on obviously, uh, too early to, to, to figure out the titling. Um, but uh, obviously that's the goal in the end, and we both like where we're headed. Okay, so if 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 you were to find out that she was smashing genitals with somebody else, yeah, all no. of a sudden you're going to be like, eh, all right, that's a problem. I'm telling you right now, if I have okay. sex with somebody else today, it's not going to go. It's not going to be. A, it's not going to go well. Okay, well that's. I mean, that's, and more importantly, I don't really have an interest in doing that. That's a that's a step. That's definitely something. Oh, steps like, a bit. Well, yeah, no, we're we're uh, yeah, dude. The leap. I have, okay. Uh, yeah, leaps, leaps kind of, dude. Leaps, we are skipping steps. Of, we're leaping it. Uh, well, we made plans for December. Wow. wow. Like she asked me, she's like, "Hey, in December, there's this thing, and I kind of want you to go." And I was like, "Did we just make plans for like three months from now?" And she was like, "Yeah, I think we did." So. I don't know. You know, I mean, dude, you guys listen to the show. You know me. I got three plenty. weeks from now. Dude, okay. I could dude, I could ruin it in the next three hours of the program for sure. I could. But as of right now, no, things are, uh, you know, things are actually not going so bad. Fantono, though, actually had huge news. And I mean, huge news from vacation. I can't wait to get into that. We're going to make you wait, though. That'll be around seven o'clock. But we'll talk about the Browns and Steelers kissing sisters next on the Sandsbury Show. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Sending you out to Las Vegas, 8 o'clock this morning for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Uh-huh. First day back, and I yeah. knew it was the festival, not the awards. Or I could be wrong. It might be the awards. I don't damn know. Damn it. I, I Antone, do damn it. Here's part of the problem. Okay, official paperwork from the boss man. Yeah. Here it is hanging up on the uh, pegboard here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the music festival. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing that's what the MF means. I, I, here I was, I was going to be like, it doesn't say it. But they abbreviated, and I'm guessing uh, MF is, uh, is uh, well, the, the music festival. What are they trying to save ink? Like the music yeah. festival. Yeah. Uh, we're a communications company. Don't feel, you know, don't be afraid to like spell it out for me. Right. Kind of dumb. Haven't been in here over a week. I was a little worried about some re-entry issues back into doing the program, actually. You know what I mean? I, I mean, obviously, it's talking, right? But it's, it's not. let's not get carried away. It's not, not exactly the hardest thing in the world. But, you know, you haven't done it in a little while. There's a little bit of that. I was a little worried about that. I was worried I wasn't going to remember the phone number or my passwords. That's what I was really worried about. I was like, oh, my God. What am I going to do about the passwords? And then putting all the apps back on my phone. I was like, jeez, if they ask me to add, log back in, I won't know what it is. I won't know. I'll just be locked out, but now I'm uh, back into everything. Are you one password guy? Do you just have one password no. you use for everything? You have no. multiple things? Okay. No, right. no, no. I'm tinfoil hat, thousand password guy. I, I read an article about password safety, and they talked about how you should use like three words, like three unrelated words, like Tupperware, dog, safety. You know what I'm saying? And then you have those three different words, and that's really hard for them to, for, for, for hackers really? to figure out there. Yeah. It's Tupperware's not, the one. It's not, it's not. It's not just, hey, put a word and then a couple of numbers and an exclamation point at the end and you're going to be fine. It's They've talked about three different words. That's the randomness involved there. So It's one of the reasons why I don't love those uh, like online find out if you're Nikki Six or McMars. Because yeah. then it's like, isn't that what those things are all designed to do? Is 100%. to figure out like what my patterns are and like how I answer questions and what my favorite things are. And first concert you went to. And it's like, those are all your recovery yeah, questions. That's all those things. All right. You know what? It's been, uh, <laughs> I've been back on Facebook for under an hour and already. Already the rage, and I'm not going to do it because we got something else to rage about. Oh, by the way, by the way, Fantone, huge, huge, huge life news. Okay, seven o'clock is when he lets us in on that. I can't believe this. I'm personally really excited about it. Can't wait. Oh my god, so much content going to be coming down the road on this for the next year. Can't wait. Seven o'clock, we'll do that for you. So yesterday, Brown's first game. Now, I was almost going to reinstall Twitter on my phone yesterday and be like, all right, well, you know what? Let's come back a day early. We got the Browns. Maybe I should do that. I was like, nah, got a live show to do. Got plenty of, plenty of, plenty of time to talk Browns. And guys, they're bad. I, I, I know, like, I know what you're thinking. Seeing as where it ended a 21 21 tie, how bad could it have been? Here's how bad it was. And I'm going to talk to Scott from waitingfornextyear.com. We'll do this at eight with him. Because there's a stat from yesterday's game that I can't get over. That I can't get over. And it just goes to prove to you how anemic offensively this team is. There were five turnovers that Pittsburgh gave you, and you weren't winning. As a matter of fact, at one point, you, there were the five turnovers, and you were still losing the game. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, dude. Especially at home, dude. If a team gives up five turnovers on the road and you're not up huge on them, that's a very good point. When are you picking Big Ben off three times? Dude, like, Pitt, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to play this this poorly maybe ever. Maybe ever. Again, there were five turnovers and you weren't winning. As a matter of fact, you were still losing at one point. That's bad. I told you in the preseason... Get dude, get your get your expectations dialed down. This offensive line is terrible and it will show itself in the regular season. They were bad yesterday. The offensive line was bad yesterday. Greg Williams should be flipping tables over today. That defense actually played a little bit all right. How dude Denzel Ward, by the way, as a guy, I wanted to go the other way with Mika Fitzpatrick. I gotta tell you, dude, you take Buckeyes, I guess. I mean, you just take Buckeyes. That kid, what a highlight reel that kid was yesterday. Loved it. 
there were things yesterday. I will say this. They're a little bit better than I thought they were coming off of preseason, but they're nowhere near as good as people who were telling me they were going to be 10 and 6. I don't see it. As a matter, dude, I still think it's 4 and 12. I still think that's where we're at, Fantone. I really do. I, th- I think that definitely yesterday was, if nothing else, a reminder of how big the gap is from the Cleveland Browns to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know it's like, well, the gap's not that big. They tied it up. The thing that really kind of showed me that gap was the reaction of both respective fan bases there. For whatever reason, um, the Steelers, and it's probably because the Browns have been awful for the past two decades, but for whatever yes. reason, the Steelers have a very strong fan base, not only in Northeast Ohio, but in the Canton area for sure. I mean, especially as you start going east of here, it just becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And Fair point. Pittsburgh Steelers fans viewed yesterday as a loss. Cleveland Browns fans viewed yesterday as a win. And that shows the difference well, of the organization. Now, there. here's the win. Now, you didn't win the game, obviously, and that's real stupid. And we're going to get to that here in just a second. Here's the win you did get yesterday. It at least feels like a rivalry might be possible in the future. Nah, it does kind of. Like, I mean, dude, like, when, when, when you know, and here's why you, you got Miles Garrett putting Ben on the ground. Dude, Ben Walthersberger has more has won more games in Cleveland than any Browns quarterback. Like that's crazy. Like and so like you got Miles Garrett putting him on the ground. Denzel Ward picks him off a couple of times. You start to get these storylines that are starting to build the first game out. Now look, we're a ways away yet, but it at least feels like dude defensively they're ready to smack you in the mouth a little. Oh, d- defensively and certainly Miles Garrett was a stud yesterday, and there's plenty of, of conversation to be had about when he sacked Ben Roethlisberger and got thrown that flag on him and how BS that was. No question about that, but I just think that like I said, I mean you, Ben Roethlisberger has won more games in Cleveland Browns Stadium than any Cleveland Browns quarterback. Since 99, I think is what it was. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, so since so, that so, stadium has existed, he is the most winning quarterback. So to tie and to say, well, maybe it's a rivalry again, dude? Nobody. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not now. It's not. It's not now, but when the, admit yesterday when you were watching it, you felt like, oh my god. Like, they looked a little better yesterday than I thought they were going to. Sure. I just feel like I felt like they were going to win a game, not that it was rivalry. And even if they wouldn't have, even if they would have won that game yesterday, rivalry's not back on. No, 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 no. Yes. To be fair to the conversation, no, you are right about that. It's going to take a little bit more than that for sure. Now, I thought the game was going to end 27 14 Pittsburgh. I really did. I said it before we left for vacation. I said the game was right. For an upset, but I felt like it would be 27-14, and it started to look that way, but Pittsburgh just kept giving you the ball. They just kept giving you the ball. But if you can't, if, I think it was seven points Fantone told me this morning scored off of turnovers. Yeah. Five turnovers get you seven points. Guys, offensively, you, you stink. You stink. Now, let's give you some highlight from, from your offense, though. Jarvis Landry now, the real deal, though. That kid is the real deal. Miami, that was really, really dumb letting that kid go. You can just tell he's a culture changer. He's got toughness for a slot receiver. He's not afraid to get in your face. He's going to try to make the throw. That that throw where Tyrod threw behind him and he had to turn his body yeah. around, drop his hands damn near to his shoes to make that grab, that is something we haven't seen out of a Cleveland Brown in a while. That was something else. That kid was the real deal. Highlight reel. I love Jarvis Landry. All in on juice. I think, uh, I think, I think Josh 
Josh Gordon played a decent game yesterday. I, not too bad. I, I think there was some head-scratching um, play calls yesterday. I think that not establishing the run early out of the gate was, was questionable. Um, what did you think about Terod Taylor and, and, and his performance? I felt like Terod Taylor was what Terod Taylor is. I feel like this is what everybody told me he is. He's afraid to throw the ball downfield to, 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 make, a, a, you know, to make a mistake. Um, and sure enough, the time he did it, the time on third down when, when everybody wants him to step up and try to make the throw, what happened? He threw the pick. It, it was surprising to me to see a quarterback who has, you know, he's he's been in the in the league for quite a while, um, to hold on to the ball for so long. To holding on to the ball to me, it almost feels rookieish. You know what I'm saying? Like where the game, everything's going too fast, and it's like, oh damn, dude, I'm already on the ground. It, it, there was there was definitely points yesterday. I'm like, man, how are All you right. seven years deep in the league and, and you don't, don't have a faster release and you don't you don't feel it, you don't see it, you don't you don't have that vision. Yeah, no, I, I do. That's a little bit of a fair knock. Um, I, I, dude, that offensive line is not great, though. Now, I know there people are going to try to send me these pieces of video where he did have some time to make throws. There were a couple of times. And obviously, do no offensive line is bad every single play of the game. But they're not great. They're not great. And we should have known. Joe Thomas is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He will moonwalk into Canton. And it's the second most important position in football behind the quarterback. And we lost a first ballot Hall of Famer at that position. I don't know how we didn't think we were going to be bad on the offensive line. And dude, I, honestly, dude, I hate to go to like the hard knocks ruined everything, but dude, Bob Wiley. I mean, come on, come on. The hut got the hut got. All of a sudden, dude, now don't you want? Don't you want to? Maybe stretching's not the worst, Bob. Right? Maybe get out there and do some stretches. I mean, I don't want to go overboard and quickly because I have to here. And we'll probably, you know, come back with it again. Ties in pro sports. I mean, seriously, the whole country comes to a screeching halt because they want to kneel before the national anthem. All this stuff, every, we get all heated up. Everybody, dude, it divides the whole country, sports does. And then when they finally play the game, we don't even decide who wins. Ties in pro sports. What is this, seventh grade? What do you want, a mercy rule out there? What the hell's going on? These guys make $20 million a year to not win? Is that, am I am I the only one that thinks this is crazy? Just keep them out there, dude. Until somebody scores, you guys keep playing. Like I I I, I couldn't. I, I mean, is I, it not in like second, third overtime? You start the ball on the fifty, so that way you guarantee a field goal at that point, right? There's ways to make sure you score. This isn't like knocking fighters out, and we got to worry about a dude being knocked unconscious because we just let him fight till the bloody end. This is scoring points in end zones. There's a way to do this. How does the NFL want this? You wait all year for this game to come back. It's a year-round sport now. All we do is talk about it. Oh, my God, where's Khalil Mack going? Where's this going to go down? Terod Taylor's now a Brown. All this stuff to tie? I mean, I know they don't happen a ton, but, I mean, which, by the way, this is the best Brown start since 2004, and wow. it's a tie. Wow. And it's a tie. Wow. I told you it was four and twelve, dude. I bet the under on five and a half in Vegas as soon as Vegas rolled that line out, and bro, that was sucker money, dude. That was like honestly, that's like finding money on the ground. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock one zero six nine, and we're sending you out to Las Vegas coming up at eight o'clock this morning. That for the twenty eighteen iHeartRadio Music Festival will give you your first keyword at eight. Also, this Saturday, Comic Con. Fantone and I will be on site four to six. We'll be uh, hosting your cosplay contest, uh, and that's that's a lot of fun. You, dude, some of the some of the costumes, 
Is that the right terminology? I don't want to make the cosplayers angry. I was going to say they're going to get angry. Well, <laughs> I knew it wasn't get up. <laughs> I knew I was like, some of these get ups. I knew that wasn't going to be the right way to go. Um, but some of those were pretty extensive. I uh, I remember like I asked like the the one woman, and she was like, "Yeah, it's about five grand all in." I was wow, like, "Wow, wow, wow!" Now that's that's more than I would put into that. But uh, you know, we all got our things. I got a couple thousand dollars worth of golf clubs. Yeah. That was real dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? You at least look good dressed up in that. I play golf terribly, and I spent thousands of dollars on it. It's a lifestyle for some people, dude. You know, I mean, it's not just like, oh yeah, I like comic books. I mean, it's a lifestyle. So, so we'll be on site uh, Saturday. And we'll uh, hook you up with those tickets coming up at 7.30. Scott from winningfornextyear.com on the air at 8. Looking forward to that as well. Uh, I saw this stat, and I'm not sure it's true, but uh, but Charles via Twitter sent me this. I was obsessing over the Brown stat uh, from the game yesterday that there were five turnovers that Pittsburgh gave you, and you weren't winning. Problematic. That's bad. That's it's, bad. It's not good. Right? So I, I'm trusting Charles to be right here, Okay. So full disclosure, I'm pulling this off of Twitter. At Stansbury shows how you find me, by the way. Charles says that when the rest of the NFL has over five turnovers, they are 132 and two. Wow. So essentially you're guaranteed a victory at that point. You're winning the game. Right. Okay. When the Browns have over five, they are two, two, and one. They've lost as they've lost as many games as they've won when they get five turnovers. And now they have tied the one game. Now, there's almost a little bit of me that's more excited about the fact that we tied yesterday than won. Do you realize how obnoxious this fan base is? If you win, if you beat, dude, if you pick off Ben Roethlisberger three times, win the game, win the game at first energy, how obnoxious this fan base who already thinks they're winning 10 games, how how crazy off the deep end they go this morning. Oh, dude, our buddy Dustin, I mean, would honestly probably have just been like making plans for the roadie the entire time had they won yesterday. Oh, he was we me. We would have been sent like an itinerary of like, hey, here's where we're going. Here's when we're going. Like, yeah, 100%, dude. It would have been out of control. There was almost a little bit of me that was pretty excited about the fact that that didn't happen. Now, I want them to win. I, want, I know everybody wanted to crack those victory beers. Let me tell you the problem I am already having with this Browns team now. Okay? So, now you came really close to winning, and then you didn't do it. So, that losing thing, I, I, I worry it's going to start to build, right? Now, here comes the real problem. You, you took Baker Mayfield number one, and you vowed to not play him. We saw yesterday, Baker Mayfield's going to play this year, guys. Come on. Like, as, as a guy who wants to be behind Tarot Taylor, Baker Mayfield's going to hit the field. But here's the real big problem. I'm pretty sure it's week three we play the Jets. Dude, if Sam Darnold marches up and down that field and wins the game and your number one draft pick isn't ready to play, how did you not make the wrong call? Yeah, I mean, yeah. How'd you not? There's... So now, dude, now you can fool it. There's a rule in sports. You can fool everybody, but you can't fool the player. Can't fool the player because the player knows. So, dude, when the players then look at that, if it happened, now this, these are big ifs. I don't know. Maybe we beat the Jets. Obviously, I think we could, right? But if we lose and you lose in dramatic fashion, how does that team not go, oh my God, we screwed it up? We didn't take Sam Darnold. How much of it is it, though, that like. 
the Jets are a better team than the Browns as opposed to Sam. I have to look at Sam the rosters. I don't know where we stand on all that, but like as yes. opposed to Sam Darnold being better than Baker Mayfield. Okay, there's a lot of that. There's going to be some of that, but you know it's going to creep into the mind of some of the players a little bit. That's what I was going to say. Is yesterday does creep into the mind of the players, and if you think otherwise, if you think that they feel like yesterday was a you're win, because you, you are no way, dude. They have to look at that as a loss yesterday. And honestly, you're right because I mean they've got the Saints coming up this coming week, which is probably going to be a loss. And once you've got two of those under your belt, all of a sudden it is it, to Bastards. them. It does feel Bastards. like the same old Bastards. Browns. It does feel like, dude, maybe this team is just cursed. Maybe that we don't have the talent to make this happen. So yesterday, I mean, in a way, it feels like, well, maybe that's how you learn to win is by not losing. But more than anything, it feels like we're not good enough to me. I don't want to face the Saints next week. Are you crazy? They, they got upset yesterday by the Buccaneers. Fitzpatrick went crazy. That game was 48-40. The Saints lost. That Saints team is pretty good. A lot of people have the Saints in the Super Bowl this year. They're going to look to make a statement game next week. So now you're going to get throttled. And I'm telling you, dude, if Sam Darnold beats you and your number one pick, this is my, I'm all right with Baker Mayfield. Just so I wanted Sam Darnold. I'm on record. But I'm all right with Baker Mayfield. But my problem is, is I kept saying before the draft, Baker Mayfield is a bottom first round pick. He is not a number one pick. And sure enough, if you're not going to play, you aren't a number one pick. And I don't care either way. But if Sam Darnold marches up and down this field and he beats you and it happens to be even a little bit dramatic, the players are going to go, oh my God, we screwed it up. We didn't take the kid. We had a chance. We didn't take the kid. You already missed Watson and Wentz. And if it looks like you missed Sam Darnold three in a row, three strikes, you're out. Different sport, I know, but you know it fits. And so I'm worried about that. I think Baker Mayfield's going to be a solid B like NFL quarterback. He'll be all right. But if you missed out on the kid and the players see it on their field and they get beat by it, you got problems coming for the rest of the year. More Stansbury Show and huge news out of the Fantone household. That's next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7.30, we'll hook you up with these tickets for Comic-Con. That's uh, Saturday. Pan Civic Center. Fantone and I will be on site 4 to 6 hosting your cosplay contest for you. This is the third annual yeah. Canton Comic Con, which is awesome because that just goes to show you that uh, that it's getting bitter, uh, you know, bigger and bigger every year that the uh, community is supporting it. Events are able to happen. I mean, more cool things are starting to happen here. I like it. There's a uh, there's just this re- this reemergence or maybe this for the first time ever like nerd culture is cool like you don't have to worry about getting shoved in a locker you get to like go be a part of something with a ton of people oh so, no like, Thanos is a big huge hit dude it's pretty pretty popular big huge hit and I don't know what costume you're gonna wear he wiped out half of everybody I don't know what, I don't know what you're gonna wear all right I uh, I've been waiting for this one all right. Uh, I, I was worried about, uh, I was like, man, how am I going to dodge what I did on vacation? <laughs> how many girlfriend questions can I answer? Right. Again, not ready to say the word girlfriend yet. Not ready yet. But All yeah, right. kind of met somebody, kind of, you know, exploring that I- at least. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And sure enough, as a good radio partner would, fans, I was like, don't worry, buddy. I got it. I got you. I got, I got you. Fantone's got huge news. We've been sitting on this for a while. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've known about this for a while. Um, some of you close to him, maybe a little closer to the program, probably have known about this. And uh, it's just now that we're able to talk about it and and to and to release this information. And I'm so happy for you, honestly. Happier for your girlfriend because she's really the one in the relationship <laughs> I like. I like Megan a lot. She's awesome. 
But Fantone's got fantastic news. I think this is such a huge deal uh, for you and what I would imagine will be your future family. But tell everybody what's going on with you. Um, well, it's been a very, very, very long time coming, but it, uh, time. It, it is it has finally happened, and not something I necessarily expected to happen at this point in my life. Or no. really, I don't know when I expected this to happen. This was one of those things that to me always kind of felt like a little bit beyond the grasp of what I was going to do. Um, but I will, really, uh, you really feel that way? Yeah. Because I always thought that I was going to find myself in a position in life where this would be inconvenient. It's not that I was like, Oh, I'll never be able to do it. I just always thought this would be one of those things that I didn't want to do because okay, that's fair with it comes some responsibility with it comes some extra effort with it comes some, you know, roots. Yes, yeah, so let's uh, let's bring everybody on the inside All of the right. conversation now. All right, I uh, I over the course of our vacation, I am officially a homeowner now. I uh, I purchased my first house over 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 our break here. First house you've ever owned. First house I've ever owned here. And uh, and you, this was a major 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 upgrade for the Phantoms. This was this was a major upgrade. I, I, I guess I'll come out and, and and talk about it a little bit more frankly. Yeah, I don't know where, what all your so you know what I mean. Kind of this is one of those things where dude, just kind of take us where you where you're comfortable going. It was probably two years ago. Um, I was uh, presented an opportunity to be a part of a or to purchase this house. And people are like, two years ago, what the hell takes you so long? Two years. What are you talking about? Um, I purchased this house from Project Rebuild. And if you guys aren't familiar with them, that is a group that I work very closely with. Um, they work with young adults at risk in the Canton area, age 16 to 24, who have either been, you know, through the judicial system, come from poverty, have dropped out of school, something like that. At risk. And this gives them the opportunity, these students the opportunity to earn their GED, to get some life skills, to get some, uh, you know, some some work on their resume so that they can kind of, you know, spread their wings and and, and fly into, uh, you know, what I want to say, productive, being productive members of, of society here. So, one of the things that they work on is construction skills and in order to do that they have to have something they're working on which was this house and uh, it was about two years ago the head contractor of project rebuild kind of made the joke to me like yo you should buy this house and i was like yeah dude i work in radio i'll get fired tomorrow i don't know i don't want to buy it and that went on probably for about six months and then i took my girlfriend over there once and she was like oh we're buying this house it's absolutely amazing um and when i say it's absolutely amazing i genuinely mean it it's uh it came out really nice it, there's there's you like, know too nice for you to live there for way sure too nice for yeah. me, dude all throughout vacation because we moved in last weekend and dude by the way stansbury coming in huge 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 Not as, that big. as an additional muscle man dude you were there when i needed you bro you were at the right place dude, in the right, all right time. hold on so okay. hold, on, hold, on, right. hold on hold on so yes he had i said to phantom before we left for vacation i said dude i know you're moving I said, dude, don't do the guy thing and be like, no, 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 I'm not calling. I said, I'm not doing nothing. Just call me if you need me. So sure enough, on Friday, he's like, hey, man, I kind of need you tomorrow. I was like, damn it. Son of a bitch. (laughs) He actually did it. And dude, when I pulled up to your house 11 o'clock that morning, (laughs) bro, you're just on the... I I was at the old house. I went to go pick him up at the old house. And dude, he's just sweating bullets. He's pacing on the the porch. You can just tell, dude, when you got one of those things going on in your life, you're just stressed to the max. And next thing I know is is like, he's like on the phone. And his mom's like, hello? And he was like, hey, if you're at the new house, just stay there. Dan's here now. Blah, blah, blah. And then I just hear Mrs. Fantone go, Matt, you're on the phone with your mother. Yeah, I'm on the phone with my mom. <laughs> he 
just goes like full Stansberry at her, just starts, starts like laying into her, and that's what I knew. I was like, dude, Fantone's like getting on his mom. Like this is stress for you. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not Sue I'm talking to here. Like no, no, you were stressed out, bro. It, it was it was a stressful situation, but uh, you know, Stansberry came in with the extra muscle right when it was let's, needed. There, let, let's thank the muscle that really did the thing. I was a supervisory role at best. <laughs> let's thank young CJ from Project Rebuild for being the real muscle of the day. Yeah, he was uh, he was huge, and it was nice because I had he a, is huge. I, I had a decent crew with me. I had like you guys at the right time to help me move heavy stuff. Um, luckily, Megan's family and her sister and her mom were there, and they were really like unpacking and making stuff happen. So like. You mentioned that like it looks really nice, and it does. And so much credit has to go to Megan. Like she did, you know. If if it would have been up to me to like design this house and like kind of like, all right, where's this stuff going? I would have been like off white walls, and I don't know the furniture I had for my apartment. That's all fine, fine, dude. And 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 she she just, I mean, just just above and beyond, you know, picking paint colors and floors. That's men right like there. That. Paint paint's a hustle. Right, right. To me, I would have been like, oh, off white, just off white. And no, she did the so paint. How they get you. She did such a great job, and I wanted to so many times throughout this be like, oh, this is too much money, or this is too much, or whatever. But she kind of, I took over responsibilities of actually purchasing the house. She took over responsibilities for everything else. So it was probably about six months wow. ago we started saying every paycheck. We got to cut out 200, 300 bucks and just buy house stuff. So like, not only did we like move into a brand new, beautiful house, it's all furnished and it's all like new couch and new tables and new, all these different things. And and, it's like you want a game show in there. It was, dude. I mean, like that's, dude, that is an excellent way to put it. Yeah, tell them the price is right. One of the things that I'm most excited about the house, and there's plenty to be excited about. It looks like an episode of Fixer Upper. If your, if your wife ever makes you watch that show, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Open floor pan, big eye. Island, all these different, you know, colors. Dude, and that stuff. island in the kitchen was really, nice. really nice. Yeah. Shout out to Hughes Kitchen uh, over there on Cleveland, who were just great partners throughout this. Um, but one of the best things about this house is is that it's not in the neighborhood you were living in. <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely an upgrade of neighborhood. The Vassar Park neighborhood is uh, is where it wow, is. Wow, tell them where you live. But well, that's about it. <laughs> There's the end of it. I met your neighbor over the weekend, by the way. Okay, I met your new neighbor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she stopped me in Busman. <laughs> she was like, hey. I live next to Phantom. She's like, hey, oh my God, Phantom moves in next to me, and now you're at the bar with me. And I said, yeah, it's it's Cam's pretty small. Not a lot of people <laughs> you know here. What I mean? Yeah, the odds were pretty good. So what this house, when it was initially designed, was designed to uh, effectively be the most green house, the greenest house in the county. <laughs> well, now that you moved well, in, that's for sure. <laughs> but but its, its its entire purpose was Mission to be as energy efficient as humanly possible. So oh, it's a, well, uh, a, a, a platinum lead certified home. So like... like Everything in there is top of the line, like top of the line insulation, top of the line, you know, windows, top of the line. When it comes to that stuff, girlfriend leaves at eight. He'll be here till at least 11. Just unload it all right out the front door. No, that's terrible. No, good for you. Though. Yeah, dude. Very, very excited. Um, this is why this is why I bartended over the winter. This is what all the charge money went to. This is one of those things that I've been stressing about for the last year and a half. So at this point, it is like. I feel like I have so much mental bandwidth open now where two weeks ago I was just constantly like, oh, my God, this house, the money, everything, the stress and all that. And now it's like, no, this is this is where you live now. So I'm very, very happy for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate the help, too. Very. Oh, dude. Like I said, I came over there with the intention of help. I think I lifted (laughs) one thing. 
We almost broke his TV. Oh, on, Jesus, in, dude. Oh, oh Jesus. dude. Fantone takes a hard... First of all, we're using the Rock 106.9 van. <laughs> the Urban Assault Vehicle. It's bad enough we have to set up our own promotional <laughs> events like when we go and do that, but now we're, there we are in the Urban Assault Vehicle trying to get Fantone moved. And he takes this turn. I'm standing up in the back of the van, and he like takes this turn, like whips it. The TV smacks into the wall, and dude, I've never heard that many swear words, like in a row. Like you went full dad. Like it was, it was just like dad on the way to Florida, just yelling at his kids who just okay, keep asking if they're there. And you were so worried about the TV, so the TV's good. TV's good. Everything's good. Life is good. We are all. We are. We are. Well, not all set up, but we're damn well close to it. I will say, man, vacation well worth it. But it just didn't feel like a vacation, dude. No. I busted my ass for like nine days straight. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. We had we had very, we had very we had very opposite experiences while being on vacation. Although I will tell you. Uh, now that you have moved and uh, and now own a home, yeah. uh, having invited the new girlfriend over to my apartment, apparently I'm moving too. She was <laughs> like, nah. she was like, ah, yeah, this might not be where where you live. Yeah, no, I'm probably gonna have to. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to do that. Too Girlfriends now. do that to you. Well, like, okay, yeah, we're that's where we're headed. I don't care. I just, just call her whatever you want. <laughs> just make sure it's respectful. Call her whatever you want. More Sansbury show is right around the corner. We'll also get you hooked up with these Comic Con tickets. That's next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. We'll do that at 8 o'clock. And I'm going to get his opinion on this because people are, are trying to make the argument that you open the Bud Light Victory Fridges. No. Because you didn't lose. No. And my thing is, this is very simple. What did I just call it? What is it called? It's called a victory fridge. So therefore, you open it after a victory. Not a moral victory. Not a hero's trial. But when you actually win. Right? That's about as simple as you can... I mean, dude, the thing's called victory fridge. You open it after a victory, right? Yeah, and I don't know if... if if you really do view yesterday as a victory, come on. Like, it, it, you, you, it, you didn't put a win in the win column. No. No. Very simple to me. Victory fridge means you open it after a victory. That's how it works. Now, I don't know when you're going to get one of those. I think you will get multiple ones this year. I do think that. Um, I, I Again, I bet the under. When Vegas put the win-loss total out at 5.5, I bet the I bet 1,500 on the under. I'm out there. The Mirage has my money waiting. You know what I mean? I'm waiting. Bud Light has to be really happy with that yesterday. Is like, and we get to continue this for another couple of weeks here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was such a smart promotion by them. It really was. So smart. To wrap yourself around the sensation and elation that will be around that victory. Oh, so smart by them. I mean, really, at this point, too, you, you, you've got yourself into a winning idea of like, yeah, I know the Browns are historically bad. But, like, throughout the year, inevitably a basketball team is going to go on a losing streak. Inevitably a hockey team is going to be like, damn, dude, we just can't get this together. I would assume they're going to be like, yeah, dude, you know what? We'll do victory fridges for the, for the you know, for whoever, whatever team we got out there sure. that's lost 20 consecutive games. Let's get one of those going. And uh, a tie, man. I just, I don't get it in pro sports. I don't. It feels very fifth grade to me. Yeah, I understand that, you know, 
you know, you're playing middle school basketball, and it's like, dude, we've had three overtimes. These kids are exhausted. What are we doing this for? But that's seventh graders. I mean, it's not like soccer's incredibly tough to score in, right? right? Like, legitimately, you could play soccer three days and nobody scores. Like, so, okay, maybe there. Maybe hockey, maybe hockey, but football, there's ways to make sure. But both those things have a system in place of like the shootout. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, if we've gotten to the point All where right, the I wasn't ga- sure. So the, soccer still does the shootout. So if, if we've gotten to a point where it's the game can no longer go forward, we have to go to another way to figure out who wins here. I'm not saying like, yo, the NFL should just kick field goals, both teams until somebody misses one or whatever, but you have to have something in place to avoid this here. And really what it boils down to is just keep the dudes out on the field until somebody scores, until somebody puts points on the board and then it's over. And then it's like, all right, well, then you had your opportunities. But 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 to walk away with a tie in the NFL, it just it, 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 it's terrible. Don't hickey. Not good. Kissing sister is the way everybody keeps saying it. And I don't know. I, I feel like tying in football is probably better than incest. I don't. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that one. But I, uh, you know, that's on you guys. And I'm willing to bet if you kiss your sister, you're the kind of person who thinks it's awesome to kiss their sister. You know what I'm saying? There's some dude who's like, "No, man, it's great. Love kissing my sister." Sounds like a Steelers fan to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, I think, I think yesterday taught us a lot. Um, it taught us that our offensive line isn't very good. It taught us that Baker Mayfield's going to be on the field well before they tell you he is. Um, that's going to happen. It, it's just going to happen. I uh, I also worry that if that's what we saw... Again, I'm not trying to knock Tyrod Taylor. I was all for Tyrod Taylor, and I still think he's better than what we've had at quarterback for a very, very, very long time. But if Baker Mayfield's not ready to beat that out yet at what we saw, that's a little worrisome out of a number one pick. That was my only thing, is that I felt like we reached for Baker. That there was a way to get... Now, what teams are we going to tell you after you drafted him? It's like, no, we had him pretty high on our board. Right, because he's already gone and they don't have to... Nobody's going to hold their feet to the fire to draft him. So don't give me what team said after we picked him. Nobody was looking to move up to take him. That's what that's what should have told you. And you reached for Baker Mayfield. And so, dude, now I'm a little worried. Like, I, I, I like him. I think he'll be a solid B quarterback. But like I said, in week three, if Sam Darnold beats you and it's even a little bit dramatic, the players in the locker room are going to be like, oh my God, we screwed it up again. Missed Wentz, missed Watson, and now, oh my God, we missed Darnold. I'm telling you, if that happens, it's bad. Considering the huge amount of overturn that happened in the in the Browns organization over the past three years, um, do you think that... We hold this as like, oh, we miss Wentz, we miss Watson, it's been 1-31 or whatever it is. Guys who are new to this team, do they still feel that way where it's like... It doesn't... Dude, that feeling's not hanging around. Haunted houses feel haunted because, dude, you weren't there when the haunting started to happen, but you can right. feel it when you walk in All there. Right. I mean, All dude, right. that yeah. I mean, right? That's the way it works. I mean, that's just the way it works. I don't think factory of sadness goes away because you put 11 new guys on the field. I think it still feels probably sad. I don't, and honestly, we're already, if you start losing, that's what I'm saying is it's, oh no, here we go again. And I worry about that. Like how long, I love Jarvis Landry, but how long can he be that guy if you're 0-6? Is he still coming in there? No, I hope so. But that's a lot to ask of Jarvis Landry. That's a lot of the, to ask of anybody. Dude, here you are. If you're sitting 0-6, 0-7, 0-8 to still come in there like the never give up guy. 
And I got to tell you, some of the stuff we looked on the field felt like, oh my God, this is what happens when you give guys days off and when you don't make them practice and when you don't do this. It felt very participation trophy football to me. The 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 lack of discipline, and especially like before the snap penalties that the Browns had. I mean, what are How you going to do? How many starts was it? Three, it, four? It, just, it seemed like a ton to me yesterday where it was like stuff from the line where it's like, guys, what do you, what do you, what do you mean you're going to have this happen consecutively? It was those first two snaps out with the Browns. Boom, boom, false start, false start. It was... It, very hard not to feel like, oh no, here we go again. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And that's why I kept saying, I was like, guys, I kn- it's preseason. You went 4-0 and last year. Like, you, you got to dial it down. 4-12, and I think, is a huge improvement. Now, I'll say this. They look improved. Even Fantone, a total Browns naysayer. I think when you turn on the game yesterday, like, oh, okay, well, they're visually, they're visually better than they were last year. Undeniable. I mean, there was definitely, well, I mean, parts of it definitely were better. But, then there were parts of it. Yeah, but isn't that just the perspective of how bad it was? I, I think that's what yesterday was. It's just showing you the perspective of how bad it actually had been if they're that much better. And that's still what you got. But five turnovers and you weren't winning. I mean, that's... I mean, guys, that's terrifying. Most teams are not going to give you the ball five times in a game. And the Steelers will not do that again. You know no. what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's no. that's the thing is you had your no. chance yesterday to put one up on, on, on Pittsburgh and, and you couldn't do it. That's got to be a tough pill to swallow this morning. Baltimore and Cincinnati both won yesterday. So as people were telling me this is a playoff team, how do you, how are you going to do it? Baltimore put up 40 yesterday. That team's looking like it might be for real. Now, they played the Bills, who aren't very good. And that Nathan, and dude, here's what I'll say, Browns fans. Thank God you didn't overreach for Josh Allen. Like, thank God. That kid can't get Nathan Peterman off the field. That, that dude threw for two, 24 yards, and he can't beat that guy out. Like, thank God we weren't dumb and reached for Josh Allen. That is the biggest miss in the draft, if you ask me. But Baker Mayfield as a number one pick was an overreach. And if you lose week three, you're going to see it. And so there's a rule in sports. You can fool everybody, but you can't fool the players. And if they see it, dude, I worry about what happens from there. Comic-Con is this Saturday at the Canton Civic Center. Fantone and I on hand, 4-6, to six, hosting your cosplay contest. Let's make sure you're able to join us. Caller 15 right now, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic-Con. And more Stansberry Show is right around the corner on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by Outdoor RV Bargain Expo. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Scott from winningfornextyear.com will join us at 8 o'clock. We'll talk about uh, well, the tie of yesterday with him a little bit. Um, it just doesn't feel great. I mean, it's not a loss. So it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's not that, but it just, I don't know. It felt like dude, they were trying to give you that game. They, they really were. were. They were trying to do it. And to not be able to capitalize, and I, I'm going to harp on it a lot, but like turnovers and you're not winning it's scary I can't wait for a guy who watches the game a little closely more closely than I would I'm, I'm interested to hear what Scott has to say about it and don't even get me started on Munch who will be on the air with us by Friday dude Munch here's what I know about Munch he'll still be fired up Friday morning at 7 o'clock when we have him on he'll be ready to go I can't wait to hear what he has to say but we'll talk to Scott that's coming up at 8 o'clock I saw this and I'm not sure if it's a big deal or not and I don't know um I, I, I worry that this is one of those, well, you don't have kids to answer, so you don't understand how serious it could be, right? right? But out of Smithville now, a school resource officer has been put on leave. 
what had happened here is that I believe it was like a junior in high school, and you know, kids, you know, sometimes they're just looking to push the envelope and just be jerks. But apparently, he wouldn't wake up. Would not wake up for the teacher or an interim principal, they say. So I guess these resource officers are like loaded down with tasers. Which I was surprised to find that out. Non-lethal weapon. I understand there's going to be times you're probably going to need something like that. The non-lethal weapon makes me worry more. Okay. That Yeah. Uh, now, a little bit here. Okay. Now, I know that if we give the resource officer the gun, they pull that out, use that. That's more serious. Yeah. Granted. Right. Not an idiot. I get that. Right. What I worry about is... You give somebody something that they know doesn't kill somebody, and they're like, ah, what's the big deal? Right. right? Okay. I worry about that. Okay? But what had happened here is that the resource officer started to approach the child, and that's what they are, right? A child, and used the taser, but not on the kid. So basically... Pressing the button, activating said taser, I'm trying to wake you up, and we're going to do it with the sound of the taser. You'll get freaked out, jump out of your chair, but I'm not going to touch you with the taser. So it was one of the tasers that doesn't shoot the thing at you. It's one of the ones that, that has the electric that like runs the, between the I bolts. believe it's the arc of it. Okay, okay. And it says nothing had been, no probes were deployed, and the taser did not touch the students. Okay. So I got to tell you, now again, I don't have kids. So in my hypothetical junior lazy ass version of me that I'm sure I would put forth under the earth and which is why I didn't do it because who needs a worse version of me walking around? Nobody's the answer. And so I, 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 but, but in the hypothetical, I think as long as you don't touch my kid with it and it's just the noise of it, what is my kid so soft that that's going to scar him for life? Well, certainly, I guess from your perspective as a parent, you're going to have kind of your, you know, well, is this or is this not appropriate? I would just say from the school's perspective, you got to fire this person. That Whoa, shows fire. It shows it shows bad decision making. Okay, it does. Does it? Okay, I I will not disagree that that is not the best decision making that could have been made in the moment. But does it show bad decision making to the point to where we can't show you the right decision to make down the road? I have to be able to trust you as the school resource officer to make good decisions when it comes to this. Mm. And this wasn't even like this wasn't even a heat of the moment where it was like, oh my god, I didn't know if this fight was going to get out of hand. I didn't know if somebody's life was in danger or anything like that. That was just you using it as like a as a motivator and that from my perspective is not okay. Now if you've got one of those and your kid doesn't get out of bed and you want to do it as an as a parent, that's one thing, but as a as a school officer, I I I can't sign off on that. I guess this this resource officer had also been a Smithville police officer. She had been given a letter of recognition for giving a homeless man clothing from her cruiser, right. taking him to a shelter. That was good. Okay. So that's decent decision-making there we've seen. Earlier this year, a performance log noted that she had neglected to remove the cartridge from a taser prior to a spark test. As a result, the taser deployed in, plo- in close proximity to another officer. Okay, so that's now another check for Fantone's version of not the great, not the greatest decision making there. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say this woman's a bad cop or this woman's a terrible person or anything like that, but you made a mistake on the job, and there's got to be consequences. If I'm the if, if I'm the superintendent of this school, you you were you fired yourself here. <sighs> yeah, here's the thing. I I don't think you should be fired for this. 
is is as Daniel John Sansbury, I do not feel like you need to be fired for this. But knowing the society in which we live in now and what we have fired people for, I guess I know that you were going to be fired. Is it this. okay if I pull out my gun? You know what I'm saying? Is that any different? I'm not going to shoot you. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Well, my finger's not even on the trigger. Uh, no, it doesn't is, fire itself. Yeah, but is that fair? Because we started out this conversation by saying, ah, this is all right because it's a non-lethal weapon. If I pull it out, a gun isn't lethal until I pull the trigger, right? So if I just pull it out. Oh, look at that argument. That one's pretty good. There, right? Uh, kind of hard to argue that one around. Right? So uh, like, uh, uh, I just pulled the gun out. No, that's, that's a bad, bad decision making. All right. Well, that one wasn't the worst. That was a pretty good argument there. I just, now, I don't know. Is there part of me that's like, this is what's crazy. You change a couple of variables in the story, and I think completely different of it. Right. Because to me, this is a junior, like high school, like kid. So I'm thinking about me, just being like disrespectful, idiot, you know, lazy, lay about that whole thing. But if you would have made this like a freshman girl first day in high school, right. I'd be like, what the hell's the matter with you? You know, <laughs> you monsters. It's amazing how like small details like that can change your opinion on that story. I'd go with suspension, not necessarily fire. But I get your point here, dude, that it is decision-making, and they are our kids at, at stake here. So you do kind of have to take it seriously. Scott from winningfornextyear.com will join us, and we'll also send you out to Las Vegas for the first time of the day for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on Rock 106.9. Healthy Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got the Stansberry Show here. Fantone and I will be at the Canton Civic Center on September the 15th, hosting your cosplay contest for the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con. In the 2018 Hall of Fame City Comic Con, bringing the heat when it comes to special guests, dude. First and foremost, the creator of the Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman. You've got legendary comic writer Peter David and the creator of The Crow, James O'Barr. That's going to be amazing, and you're not going to want to miss it. So let's pick up those tickets at hofcitycomiccon.com. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here. The Roll Holt Vision Institute is what I want to tell you about. That's where I had my LASIK surgery done, and I see 2020 now, baby. I never thought it was going to be possible, dude. I thought I would always have to worry about where my glasses were. Did I have enough contacts? Am I running out of solution? All that stuff. Dude, that's ancient history to me now. And if you want to be living the same lifestyle, dude, all you got to do is visit the website. They've got financing options available to you. They let you take a self-evaluation test. I want you to visit the site. It is RoholtVision.com. Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll send you out to Las Vegas here momentarily for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. However, that's how we get you to listen to Scott from WinningFrenchShirt.com. <laughs> that's the hook. That's how we get you to do it. And uh, he does join us every week, every Monday at 8, on loan from WinningFrenchShirt.com. Scott, good to have you. Um, there's been a stat from yesterday's Browns, uh, well, I guess not loss is what we'll call it, um, that I can't get over. And I have, and and I, I've been since they said it on the TV yesterday. I haven't been able to think of another thing about yesterday's Browns game, and that is, we successfully recovered five turnovers from Pittsburgh and weren't winning. We got the ball five times and still couldn't find a way to get the lead. There are massive offensive problems with this football team still to this day, right? I mean, through one game. Um, I do, I, you know, I do think the the offense wasn't clicking exactly for, uh, um, you know, Pittsburgh either, but, uh, you would, you would, you would definitely have liked to see them turn any of those, uh, into more points. Uh, you know, you have, you had the, the pick to, you know, that, that Gordon flash play right. that, that, uh, you know, got picked off. You had the block kick, you had a lot of, you know, mishaps that you would have liked to have seen transition into points. 
Um, you know, good news is, I mean, if you're taking anything away from it as well, is I think they had 13 takeaways all last year. Um, you know, so they're at least putting themselves in position to win games this time around compared to a season ago. See, now that's how you can tell there's a guy who edits a good sports blog right there because he found a way to give you a silver lining on something that wasn't so great. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they couldn't score on the five they got, but they only had 13 last year total stands. Very, I love it. Dude, Scott, that is good work, buddy. That is good staff work. So have you watched it? So obviously as you were watching the game yesterday, I'll say this. They look a little bit better than I thought they were going to look. So I, 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 I do got to give them that. Um, but I still think they're a 4-12 and football team versus what people were trying to tell me what they were. What, do you, what were you happiest with yesterday while watching the Browns, Scott? Healthy Miles Garrett yes. and uh, at least the, the perception that they nailed the hell out of that fourth overall pick with Denzel Ward. Um, I, you know, when you have a team that has drafted so poorly over the last decade to see that their two first round picks are actually not just producing, but producing at, you know, what looked to be a, a pro bowl caliber level one weekend, um, is, is, is a sign of, of good things to come. I hope, um, you know, it's hard, it's really hard to judge an offense in the conditions that, 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 that they played in yesterday. Um, you know, outside of that one, uh, slant route to Juju Smith Schuster late in the game. You know, again, you're talking about a, a Hall of Fame-bound quarterback and a Hall of Fame-bound receiver uh, who are not really able to get much done. It, you know, it took a for, it took a debut start from James Conner to uh, to you know to kind of have a Pittsburgh move the ball. So I, you know, I'm hoping for you know better conditions here. You know, in the next week or so, going to New Orleans should help. Um, you know, I want to see what this offense could do in a dome. I don't like their chances against New Orleans, but you should at least get a better idea. Of what uh, what Todd Haley wants to do, but that Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward played the way they did, I think, is uh, is, is a really good sign for you know what what they've been able to do with those picks. Yeah, I think it's impossible to overstate how impressive Miles Garrett looked yesterday. I mean, I've been on his bandwagon. I feel like since they signed him, but like, dude, yesterday was really I what I felt like was kind of the coming out party by him bringing down Big Ben, by him just dominating that offensive line. You could just see how truly, truly special he was. Uh, one of the things that happened with Miles Garrett yesterday, though, that I think a lot of people had their 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 panties kind of up their up their butt cracks about was the. The, the flag that was thrown on him after he sacked Ben Roethlisberger. Is that a new rule where you can't throw your body weight on? Give the people an explanation of kind of what happened there with that flag. Well, and the danger is, yes, it is a new rule, but the danger is also it is a very, very subjective rule. Um, you know, you, you could argue that Garrett did not put all of his body weight on, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the quarterback, but still got flagged for it. You know, there's a couple of those throughout the week across the NFL. You know, definitely a ton of them in the preseason, um, you know, they're going, they're doing everything they can to protect the quarterback. And, you know, that just happened to be a, a crucial, uh, you know, what would have been a fourth down turned into a, turned into a touchdown for, uh, for, for Pittsburgh. And not that you could say that won the game for them because it happened so early, but those are the kind of plays that could really turn a game um, if you're not comfortable. Um, and I, you know, so I think it's going to be one of those frustrating penalties, you know, much like, uh, you know, what is a reception or, you know, any of those other super, super subjective penalty or calls that we see in the NFL. Unfortunately, these ones are, are turning into automatic first downs in 15 yards, and it'll be really, really tough for defensive, defensive people like Miles to, uh, to bring down a quarterback the size of Ben Roethlisberger without putting some weight on him. We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Obviously, Browns uh, end yesterday in a tie. It's their best start since 2004. We'll eye-roll that together. 
Uh, Scott, you and I both agree. I don't give them a whole hell of a lot of shot at New Orleans. That a lot of people have New Orleans as the the NFC uh, the NFC team who will represent that uh, that conference in the um, in the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if that's right or not, but they're they're pretty damn good. I know they lost yesterday in dramatic fashion, but still pretty good. And I don't give them a whole lot of chances there. Then week three, you get Sam Darnold and the Jets. And here's my problem, and I keep saying this: is that. Uh, I was a Darnold guy, wanted Sam Darnold, still want Sam Darnold. It uh, does not mean I'm anti-Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield's going to be a solid B-plus, maybe, uh, NFL quarterback. But if he's not ready to beat out Tyrod Taylor, you're not a number one pick. And I really feel like the Browns reached for Baker. I know a lot of teams after we took him were like, ah, no, we had him high on our draft board. But nobody was trying to move up to try to get you to, you know what I mean, to take him. And I think we reached. And I think if you now... Don't win against Pittsburgh. You end there in the tie. You lose to New Orleans. If Sam Darnold comes into town, dude, and he marches up and down this field and he beats you, there's a rule in sports, Scott. You can fool everybody but the player. And if the players see it and go, oh, my God, missed Wentz, missed Watson, missed Darnold, it's going to be here we go again, and we're in for another long season. Any fear of that? No. Really? <laughs> in short, um, you know, wow. I, don't, I, I, dis, I disagree with the, with the notion that Baker isn't ready to, to be better than Tyrod. I think, I think you could argue that he is ready. He's, they're just not putting him in there because they want him to learn. Um, you know, and the, the, the danger is it's the headline and the perception and the, you know, we want to see our new toy, and, and New York is showing us theirs. And if, if theirs beats ours, then, you know, it's, 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 you know the end is near. I, I, I think there's a lot of what-ifs there. Um, I, I do think they'll give New Orleans a bit of a, a bit of a run. I don't, I don't, I, I think the, you'll, you'll see the spread, I think, close a little bit there. Um, Michael Thomas will be really impossible to defend. He's the one that really scares the heck out of me over there. But I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I, let's see how the Jets come out tonight against the Lions, you know, before we're ready to say that Darnold's going to come into Cleveland and, and, and march up and down the field. I mean, you had a, you had a really, really, really good Pittsburgh team that really couldn't get much going offensively yesterday against this Browns defense. So if they can, you know, if they can contain him, let's let's see let's see what happens. But even if you know, even if the Jets do win, you know, I I think it's more of a referendum on what the Browns are doing offensively again. If they can't move the ball, I don't I don't think it's a referendum on the the quarterback selection of Darnold over over Mayfield. All right, that's fair enough. We can admit though that Baker Mayfield would be playing. So let me ask you this: Would Baker May if we had a solid offensive line, would Baker Mayfield be playing right now? Yeah, I don't think so. I you know I I think they they, they a, picked Tyrod up before pick. they before they thought before they knew Joe Thomas was allegedly before before Joe let's put it this way they they, they picked up Tyrod before Joe Thomas announced that he was retiring um, you know so I think the plan all along was you know get get the kid but surround him with adults first and that is something that this team has not done you know, for a very, very long time. Um, you know, you had Deshaun Kaiser flailing around last year because, you know, they, they had no one to, uh, to, to show him what it took to win in the, at the NFL level. Um, you know, Johnny was kind of a lost cause, even if you're going to put a Josh McCown around him. Um, you know, so I think, you know, having Stanton and Taylor in, in, that, in that quarterback room with, uh, with Baker, um, I, I think it, it, <laughs> once Baker plays, I think people realize, okay, maybe this was worthwhile. You know, the hard part is, again, we've gone so long without having a quarterback that we just really want to see the kid play, and I, and I, and I can understand both sides. I think we saw enough yesterday to know that their plan to keep him off the field all year is an impossibility. Do you agree? I mean, if Tyrod continues to struggle, I just don't think he's going to. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I, think we'll, I think we'll see the offense open up a little bit once 
the uh, the conditions improve. The unfortunate part is they'll they will get better, but they will also get a lot worse here when uh, when winter rolls around through Cleveland. Oh, I was going to say the good thing for Tyron Taylor is is that the weather's always really good in Cleveland for football season. So we're obviously then geared up for huge amounts of success. Obviously, a little sarcasm there. I agree. I think things will look a little bit better in a dome at New Orleans. I think ultimately they still lose. Uh, there, and I think once you start stacking losses, man, it's going to creep right back into the head. That's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. He joins us every Monday at 8. Today was no exception. We'll talk to you again next week, buddy, and now let's send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival, your first keyword of the day right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info, standard data, and message supply. That's WIN to 200-200. Good luck from Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Already sent somebody out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your shot coming up 9 o'clock. Joshua, uh, Joshua on his way into work. Working at uh, Wakeham, of course, obviously. Big supporters of the Sandsbury Show. He's like, dude, bodies. Nice. Likes that one. Yeah, let them hit the floors. Yeah. All right. On the program tomorrow, New Tour Tuesday. Uh, new Godsmack. Part okay. of that tomorrow. That'll be good. And uh, I'm going to play you a song tomorrow by a country artist that I think may have put out the country album of the year. Okay. Uh, he's a former contestant on The Voice. He's already got a couple of hit records out uh, off off the album. As a matter of fact, we played you one of them for New Tour Tuesday once before. We played you Up Down, which had Florida Georgia Line on. He's got another big hit on the radio right now called The Way I Talk. Morgan Wallen is his name. And uh, I have listened to... Uh, dude, I, as a matter of fact, I there was no other album I listened to on vacation more than Morgan Wallen's If I Know Me. It is pretty damn good. We're going to play a song tomorrow called Whiskey Glasses that I think is pretty good. So that'll be part of New Tour Tuesday tomorrow as well. Smart of you to make, you know, like Morgan Wallen, iHeartRadio, Facebook, our group, station, whatever it is. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty, pretty smart of you there. Artist Channel is what they're called. There it is. There Artist it is. Channel is what they're called. See, a little rust, a little rust on the program after being out Get a week. A little rust. You keep those iHeart Black SUVs out of the parking lot. <laughs> I got them turned around. I got them in the direction. We know what we're doing. So we'll do that tomorrow for New Tour Tuesday. Looking forward to that. I read... I read one of these. These are the mistakes you're making every day. Okay. Okay. Apparently, steaming up the shower is a mistake you're making. Every day. Every day you're making it. Okay. First of all, I live in Star County. You're not all showering every day. <laughs> okay. So, like, like you know, that's a, we can stop lying on that. Okay. But they say this is one of those. No, what you're doing is you're creating this environment that's too comfortable for you. And you're getting in there and you're getting too relaxed. And then you're actually like you're lazing yourself back down versus like gearing yourself to get up. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I like sign off on that 100 percent because I don't think necessarily every shower is like be me being like, all right, I got to get ready to face this day. Sometimes I just want to get clean or like even relax. But I do buy into the do something you don't want to do in a cold shower is something people do not want to do. I They definitely will. They'll shake you. And, right. You know what I mean? Versus. But unless you're like getting into a hot shower, then getting out of the shower and then climbing back into bed and falling asleep. I don't know how a warm shower is really hurt. I don't think it's a mistake you're making.
making. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there is something to pushing yourself through something that you don't want to do. So maybe that feeling yeah, of, that's called work. That feeling of <laughs> mental toughness right out of the gate, though. That feeling of like I can do something I don't want to do, and I just proved it to myself. I see how that helps, but I don't think a hot shower is like, boy, the sissification of America. We're all just a bunch of we're all just a bunch of crybabies now. I don't think it's because of hot showers. No, 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 no. I don't think it's that either. And but dude, cold showers suck. Yeah, but if that's what if that's what you if that's what your goal is is like I want to prove that I'm mentally tough. To every shrink day, my balls, that's my goal. I can see how a cold shower is the thing that does it for you. I uh, I I would not do well with that. As a matter, I did. I all right. So like I had a rental house once. Obviously, right. you know what I mean. That kind of thing. And my landlord was a coworker. And so when you have those kind of situations, there's there's leniency on both sides. Meaning, ah, dude, you know, Sansbury's a little late on his rent. Ah, it's yeah, all right. He'll give right. it to me I next week. Works. I know where he's at, right? And when things break in the apartment, ah, he'll, he'll get to me, right? right? And so it was the middle of winter, and the furnace went out. And I was unemployed at the time, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is like, uh, this is like anti-Norman Rockwell, what happened, what's <laughs> happening here. And, dude, when you get in there, and, and you're in that shower, and you've waited a couple of days because the, the, the furnace hasn't been working, and you're like, well, dude, I just got to get clean. And, dude, that freezing cold water hits the grapes. It ain't great, man. No, it is not. It, <laughs> it is, is not. not good, dude. That feels terrible. I could not handle that. Another thing that they say people are making this mistake every morning, and I agree with this one. Is checking your email, your like your work email as soon as you wake up. Now again, I just did the whole like media blackout thing. Right. Like, dude, I unplugged my alarm clock and honestly my bedroom TV while we were out on vacation. I mean, dude, I checked all the way out and it was amazing. I've never felt better in my life. I've never slept better in my whole entire life. And I think that this is probably part of this. That getting your brain that kind of information before you're like even out of the bed is not good. Especially if you're talking your work email, where I think going to the phone right out of the gate as soon as you wake up is problematic, but even Bad more plan. so, even more so if it is so you can be on the ball at work. Like, I get it. Like, all of our jobs are now 24-7 and we'll what we do off of the clock can get us fired just as quickly as, as what we do on the clock. But if, if if you wake up consistently on a day-to-day basis and your first thought is like, oh, damn, I better make sure that my boss isn't pissed or I better make sure that everything's buttoned up, somewhere along the line, you've got a misbalance there of work-life relationship. Priorities yeah. are out of whack. I, um, I used to be a... You know, I'm like everybody else. One of my alarms is my cell phone, right? Like right. everybody else I'm listening, I'm sure, right? And so I used to be one of those where like the phone... Would go off in the morning. I'd start to wipe sleep out of my eye. All right. Well, I got about an hour and a half until the show starts. Like, you know, what am I going to do here? And then, like, before I'm even out of the bed, I'm on the social media platforms or my email. That can't be good. Like, I got to just get up. Maybe just like take a couple of minutes, have a cup of coffee, get your brain working and ready. Like, what? Be aware of what's happening before you just start feeding the negative. I got to imagine that can't be great. And very few of us. I'm sure some of you, but very few of us, myself included. Jobs are so important that you have to be attached to the email right. that early in the day. That's just, it's become an addiction. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've heard this point brought up before, and it's like, you know, you look at the most successful people, and what they'll do is 
they balance things well where it's like, dude, if I can't get all of my work done in the 10 hour workday that I work at the office, something's wrong here. It's not it's not like, oh, I just need to pour more hours into this day. It's that I'm not managing my time well as opposed I'm, I'm letting my time manage me as opposed to me managing my time. I'm willing to bet that if we took the most successful people that not in the world. Right, But the most successful people in your life that you know, that the average person knows and interacts with, that what we would find out is, is that they don't necessarily work that many more hours than you, that, that the hours that they have dedicated to work, yeah. that that's what they do, and they make sure yeah. that they're getting as much out of that time as humanly possible. I'm sure I just reiterated what Fantona just said, but, that's, but I would agree with that, that that's pretty much how you go about doing that. They say another mistake you're making is telling yourself you're going to hit the gym later. Now I got to now I one of the reasons why I brought this up is because I want to jump up and down on myself here a little bit. Um, I worked out during vacation, but not the way I should have. And man, did I allow myself to eat the things. I ate the things. I ate all of the things. I'm surprised. This morning we talked about, you know, kind of what we both did on vacation and you mentioned you didn't play a lot of golf. So I didn't. I automatically thought, well, dude, I bet you he was just, you know, grinding it out in the gym, but not not no. even the case there. No, a couple of times, not as often as I should have, and I'll be honest, the workout sessions I did while on vacation they were mailed in. Half-ass it. They were mailed in, and I felt it. Hard not to, once you get into vacation mode, to kind of say, like, ah, dude, everything's vacation. Screw my checking account. Screw my waistline. Screw all these different yeah, things. Yeah, I just checked the checking account just now. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. Dude, five days till payday? It, it's uh, it's it, it is. It, you get into that mindset there. I think part of this problem is though is everybody has this mindset, not just like oh well, exercise I'll put off till later in the day. We put everything off. Like that's I think a big part of the problem is people don't take care of what's in front of them Triage. right now. Just yeah. do it. Just if you can do it right now. And a guy I used to work for had a five minute plan that I thought was awesome. All he right, was like, no matter what I'm doing in life, if I think of something and it takes under five minutes to do, I just go do it. Like, it doesn't take me more than five minutes to unload the dishwasher. So instead of sitting there and thinking, oh, well, I'll get to it after this episode of whatever, or I'll get to it this. Because you won't. If it takes less than five minutes and I think of it, I automatically do it. And I loved it. I, I mean. Ooh, I like it, but I want to make it more because honestly, I'm so lazy that I think I got to go like an extreme like version of that. I think, dude, I got to go to the 10 minute rule. 10 minutes there. Double it up there if it takes less than 10 minutes because most things. Plus now we can throw masturbate in there. <laughs> most things you can do relatively quick. We just choose not to do and we kick the can, we kick the can, we kick the can. And then all of a sudden it's like, damn, dude, I got nothing done. That was a radio boss, wasn't it? Yo, 100%. 100%, yeah. dude. Yeah, one of my favorite ones of all time, dude. He just he he was he was just so efficient in getting things done and it not was the guy we work for now. Not huh? even close. Dude. <laughs> nah, not nah, even close. Not even close. Buffet, if he can get that done in 5 minutes, uh, <laughs> well, that one. He'll go he'll go and do that. We'll send you guys out to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That will be at 9 o'clock on Rock 1069. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry show. Hello everybody. You're looking live at Fansville. A college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper.
the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have, uh... Oh, dear Lord. We have tickets to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, TSO action right there. We have tickets to see the TSO. Okay. I don't get the TSO. I know. I've never really understood it. Um, but it sells out per year. I mean, dude, every year. I think all performances of yeah. it normally sell out. So I am obviously in the minority here on the TSO. Um, but yeah, I, uh, that one. That one. I don't know what else to say. I can't. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Which, by the way, right around the corner, right? It's the middle of September, dude. So yeah, if you are if you are somebody who's like, oh dude, Christmas just gonna sneak up on me this year, be forewarned, dude. It's coming around the corner. It's gonna be here before you know yeah, it. Yeah, I'm already starting to think. It's like, dude, I gotta start doing the shopping now. I mean, dude, well, yeah, you got a new girlfriend. You better, uh, you better. First of all, not girlfriend. Well, dude, you better go buy her something nice. Maybe she will be your girlfriend at that point. By maybe Christmas? Take, maybe take her to TSO. Dude, here's the thing. By Christmas, I'm, I, I'm, it's looking that way. And dude, right then, right around the corner from Christmas, birthday smash. And then, dude, like, and then right after that, what's after that? Valentine's Day, dude. This is the I could do this right here. Tells you how dumb I am. What a stupid time to like enter into one of these. First of all, it's hoodie season. I'm gonna lose all my good sweatshirts. I know it. I'm already panicked about it. Why do you think I'm wearing this this Indians hoodie right now? It's the last time I'm ever gonna have it. That's why I'm wearing it. And then now the shopping season. Yeah, I don't know. What am I doing? I'm so stressed out. What you are doing? You should be stressed out about all this. Maybe you can win these TSO tickets. So get them there. Those no, because then I gotta go. But I think that shows December 30th. Quick Loans Arena, 8 p.m. showtime. Uh, we'll get you hooked up. Yeah, we'll do that here in a couple of minutes. 1-800-243-7625 on that. Uh, keep it with the music there. I didn't hear about this till just now. I guess they released the information on Friday. Uh, but Rock on the Range, no more. Done. Wow. Over. Wow. Done. Surprised. Uh, what they're going to do is they're going to change it. Uh, and they're going to call it the Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival. Now, I think this is just a coincidence, but there's there's no way they're doing that because of the band The Cult, right? I don't think so. I can't. I love The Cult. They're one of my favorites, but they're not big enough for a festival, right? Certainly no. I mean, certainly no. not big enough to upend what how no. big Rock on the Range had been. So this is just a name we're calling it. I, yeah, I'm a little bit confused here. I mean, Rock on the Range certainly a a pretty well known brand within the rock community. Yeah, it's on par with Rocklahoma. Yeah, and kind of one of the only options you had in this area i mean like people from all over like michigan pennsylvania surrounding states indiana stuff like that were making their way into columbus on a regular basis for rock on the range so just considering how much success it had and how much like notoriety it had i don't i this is a bit of a head scratcher to me i don't get it uh the official release says when we started rock on the range there was no other festival in america quite like it but recently it became clear that we had yeah that's what everybody says (laughs) but we had uh, we had different visions of where to take the festival next the city of Columbus and our devoted rock fans deserve a one-of-a-kind world-class festival that is exactly what Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival will bring to Matt Fear Stadium. 
Um, yeah, get ready for this to not look anything like Rock on the Range. That's what they're doing here. What they're doing here is my guess is we're going to broaden this net. We're going to widen this net. So get ready for a music festival, not a rock festival. Uh, but why? They were selling out. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of my thing is like why? What are you what are you gaining here? Well, do you want to get out before you're no longer selling out? Do you want to get out before it looks like we changed this cuz we had to? Maybe that's what you're doing. I don't know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. It's good it's good yeah. theory. I'm not I'm not necessarily against it. I'm just saying maybe that's what they're thinking is, dude, how many times can we go to this well before people are like, well, first of all, I mean, dude, it's been what, the last couple of years? You had some weather issues. Headliners are shutting down sets early. People aren't playing. There's some of that. How many bands can really do this anymore? Um, and if you get maybe Here's what ultimately I'm I'm thinking they're betting on is if we if we get more musical um, styles in we can pay less artists Maybe. so we'll get bigger names less artists and more money per ticket in I wonder if this is a a a, a, a more about sponsors than it is the audience because like. You're not going to sell more tickets into that stadium than you were with Rock on the Range. You might sell as many. You know what I'm saying? There might be an equal amount, but a sellout is a sellout. And the only thing I can think is like, well, can we get, you know, can we get, you know, Apple on board as opposed to just having Monster Energy drink? Can we get bigger money from the advertisers as opposed to, you know, just dirty rock money? He says here the competition for festivals is getting pretty big now. And uh, they say at festivals like Bourbon and Beyond and Louder Than Life, for example, we have been able and will continue to rise to the challenge and push boundaries in food programs, wine and spirit offerings, art installations, and all the other things that fans have come to expect when they leave the house. And again, we've been talking about this a lot on the program, is expectation of dollars spent is something that I believe has gone wildly askew. And that people's expectation of what you should get for, for, for what you pay, I think is a little out of bounds. And... As a matter of fact, I bought a concert t-shirt. It's a reproduction concert t-shirt, but I bought a reproduction concert shirt um, while we were on vacation, and it got delivered the other day in the mail. And it's about it's from a band that Fantone and I um, vehemently uh, uh, disagree on, Journey. I love them. Obviously, I'm the one that bought the shirt. Fantone hates them, <laughs> right? But on the back of that Journey shirt, 8687's The Tour, Raised on Radio. I love that album. Girl Can't Help It's one of my favorites. And um, obviously, the front of the cover, it looks like a radio station, and it's J-R-N-Y. And so, like, obviously, with what I do, that album kind of like one of the shirt, right? So I bought it. So you flip the shirt over on the back of it, and it gives you all the dates and all the cities. 8687, when Journey rolled into Richfield Coliseum, yeah, they had to play it three nights in a row. Three Nights in a row sold out. Now you need 600 bands to play on one day before you'll even leave your house. Ladies and gentlemen, we have destroyed the entertainment industry over our desire to have cool things in our pocket via our cell phone. We've ruined it. It's over. Those moments, those great rock and roll moments, they're all gone. Everything has to be too sanitized for your safety because you have a camera in your pocket and the video might get out. Everything has everything has to be all things to everybody because you don't want to pay a babysitter anymore. So I would need to bring be able to bring my kid to rock on the range. Dumb idea, by the way. Questionable parenting style. We're ruining all of this stuff for your desire to give give me more. I need more. Give me more. Make it easier. Make it cheaper. Everybody throw it in the middle. We'll all pay to use it. 
When bands legitimately had talent, they had to roll into town and play three nights in a row because you knew they were good. Now you can download a band's album and you don't even care about it by the time you're midway through listening through it. It really is a sad time in the entertainment industry. Your shot at the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Sending you out to Vegas here momentarily for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Give your second keyword of the day. Teresa has your third one coming up at 11. Make sure you're checking her out every day. Today, if I am, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, kicks off downtown Canton Restaurant Week. Okay, I'm not sure really what happens with that. <laughs> all right, uh, but I know uh, I'm at downtowncanton.com, and they can give you all the information there. Now, I- I'm obviously a food lover, big fan, and I got to tell you, I've been, dude. The food down here is really, it's one of the hidden gems about it. As a matter of fact, I went to a restaurant that's a half a mile down the street from my house, and I went for the first time first Friday, and it was amazing good. Like, really good. Dude, Luca is legit good. Like, I, we couldn't believe it. Like, we walked in, and I was like, ooh, this is a little nicer than maybe what we had been expecting, right? And so, you know, we sit at the bar. They didn't quite have our table ready, you know, when we first got there, and, uh, you know, we sat at the bar, had a, you know, had a cocktail. That was kind of nice. And then they, you know, kind of take you over to the table and they light the candle and that whole thing. It's very intimate and romantic. And like that was, you know, she was like, oh, my God, this is so nice. And thank you for bringing me. And like that whole thing totally, uh, totally went really well. Fancy. Oh, yeah, it was. It was fancy. I said, dude, look, cloth napkin. First time out for dinner. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that goes. I know. I know how to do the things. I know how to do this. Right. And uh, and her food a little bit better than mine. She got uh, she got this shrimp Alfredo thing that was like in this very light sauce that was oh dude so good and then they had like this orange creamsicle cheesecake that we had dude luca was legit they're taking Sounds delicious they're taking part of uh downtown canton restaurant week that's the first time i had ever been and honestly dude got in and out of there for less money than i thought we would and the food was really really good like that was a really good find so i guess what they're doing with this downtown canton week all these restaurants that are you know the downtown staples it seems like everybody's kind of involved they yeah. have like a specialized three course menu or three course three course meal menu to there that you can get for a relatively cheap price where it's like oh. some of these places are doing it for like a three course meal for 20 bucks which you know for that establishment is a so you come know, down here try try these places look how good they are right right kind of shining a light on to all of these, you know, all these fine restaurants. All right, let's uh, let's take a look, shall we? Let's look through here. Thorpe's Market uh, Avenue Grill is really good. That's really, really good. I, 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 I got to give it up to that. Sparta Steakhouse and Lounge, I've actually never been to, um, but I hear the steak is really, really good. It's over there on 12th, yeah. Yeah, I hear, I hear great things. Street Side, pretty good. Palace Theater, I'm not sure what's going on there. Napoli's, you guys know I love it. Body Built by Napoli's is what I always say. It's really, really good. Um, Luca, I just told you about that. I like George's is obviously good. Dude, Fronimo's is a place. If you haven't been down there yet, that place is actually really, really good. The strip there is really, really excellent. Um, obviously Basil taking part of this too. Uh, big fan. Bender's is great. The brewing company down there is really good. Yeah. Honestly, if you haven't been down here to eat or been down there, I should say we're not downtown. Um, but I live down there. If, if you haven't been down there to eat, honestly, stop being afraid of downtown and go because it's it's really really good. You said you uh, you were at first Friday. Was that a uh, how was how, what was that all about? It was not as heavily attended as I as I would have thought. I uh, I would have expected a little bit more. Uh, what I'm going to say about that high school football. 
You know what I mean? Oh, like you get God. into that weird place with September, October, even early November, you know, where it's like never thought of where it, yeah. where a vast majority of people kind of have their plans already made Friday night of like, well, what are we doing? Because that's oh. where we were. We were we were like, oh, well, it's first Friday and there's a McKinley game. And, oh, did you go? Yeah. And it was just one of those things. Did they win? Yeah, they won big time. They played this team from Ontario, I think it was. Or no, it was Washington, D.C. I'm sorry. They played this out of, out of, out of state school and they just outclassed them. And I mean, like... It, you could just you could just see a world of difference there, and not only in like talent. It wasn't so much the talent. It wasn't that like the McKinley kids were better. It was just they were more disciplined. They were they were better coached. They were they were just a much more. It's a different breed. A much more polished football product than 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 the other school was. So no, it was a big victory there. So I would assume at least partially you got Maslin playing. You got McKinley at home. Yeah. You've got all these different schools. That's so what everyone did everyone kind of already has their Friday nights planned. I didn't even think of that, but that's totally what it is. And dude, I got to do that. Apparently. Apparently, like um, I got okay. asked while I was on vacation, she was like, so how many times have you been to McKinley games? I, said, I don't know. You know, I think I went to one. She's like it's high school football, right? I'm a grown adult. <laughs> she goes, have right. you lived here like four years? I said, yeah. She goes, oh, well, we got up this. And I was like, what? And then, dude, you should have seen it. It was like there was a, like I had to bite my tongue a little bit here. Right. Because, dude, you know, you're kind of new in this, kind of like somebody you don't necessarily want to like, you know, get too sharp with the with the sense of humor too early. But, dude, then she, like, whips it out and gets all, like, hometown proud about it. Oh, okay. Here it is. You know, I was a bulldog cheerleader. Yeah, honey, but it was 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we talking about right now? Like, what she did. She kind of got, like, all hometown proud about it. I will say that, though, that there was not nearly the attendance that I expected there to be at the McKinley game. Now, no, gr- we drove by it, actually. It didn't look that way. Granted, it was a school from out of state, so you didn't have a visitor's side at all, really. So, uh, you know, there are not a lot of bodies on, on the yeah, other side. Yeah, but I expect the Bulldog Nation to show up. Right. That's kind of the thing, is that, like, fine. I don't know the, what you guys the, are called. Is the, that what they're called? Yeah, the other side isn't filled up, but there's no reason why people aren't going to be a part of Canton McKinley football, especially dude. The team was good. I mean, like defense was hard hitting. Their quarterback's really good. I think he's committed to play at Army next year. So, oh, really? like, yeah, I mean, kids a stud. There's no question about that. And uh, dude, just just did not people people weren't showing up there. So, well, hopefully, you and the new girlfriend, you guys will come on out. She'll have her pom poms from 1987 graduating class. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, you, I mean, fine. honestly, there she was. She's just perked up in her seat and everything. <laughs> like you know, oh my god, like you know, right? I was a bulldog cheerleader and I was. Just like, oh my God. Like, I forgot where I lived. I was like, Jesus, this is like a thing. Like, you know what I mean? I told her, I was like, yeah, I flunked 11th grade. Like, what are we doing? We're just going to run down. Like, yeah, dude, I was in dare class. Like, what do you want? Like, what are we, what are we doing now? What are we, are we going to run down my electives, dude? Like, which class sucked? I was like, we're going to glory days. Like, I just, I legitimately did. I had to kind of bite my tongue there a little bit. Fantone has huge news. If you missed us at seven o'clock, you're going to want to hear this the kids kind of growing up a little we'll give you that after sending you out to las vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio music festival that is right now rock 106.9 welcome back to the sansbury show we're on rock 106.9 online for you at wrqk.com Teresa will send you out to las vegas coming up 11 o'clock this morning she is your third keyword of the day for the 2018 iHeartRadio music festival Tomorrow's new uh, new Turk Tuesday. You're getting new Morgan Wallen, new Godsmack. We still uh, have yet to decide on our like top 40 release. We'll get that uh, finalized and then play them all free tomorrow, 9 o'clock on the program. If you missed 7 o'clock this morning, we, uh, 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 we'll let you in behind the scenes here of some major news surrounding, uh, uh, not the whole program, but Matthew uh, Fantone. That's me. Stepped up to the plate. 
and did something massive for his life and uh, and fell into a great opportunity to do so. Normally, I would have been like, dude, what are you doing? I don't I, I don't agree with what you're doing here, but I felt like you did. You fell into a great situation. You were in a situation where it was like you cannot say no to the opportunity you had. And for those of you that weren't with us at 7 a.m. this morning, Matthew Fantone and his girlfriend bought a house. And so I would assume now, and we buried the lead on this earlier in the morning. I let you out of the I let you off the hook to kind of tell you know kind of go through the house, but it's what engaged next year, married the year after, kid the year after that. Now, right? Oh, I certainly do not have a uh, you know a crystal ball to look into to tell the future. I will. We, you buy a house with somebody because <laughs> you're making the decision to marry them, right? Um, I will say that this house is definitely big enough for us to grow into, which was something that we both felt was very important. Uh, it's a four bedroom house, dude. So there's two of us living in a four bedroom house right now. So there's a little bit of like, dude, what the hell are we gonna do with all this space? Better start making some babies quick here. Um, but dude, we asked backwards our way into this. Like you, you in the skepticism of like, oh, I don't know, dude, buying a house and radio, probably not the best idea. All of a sudden you're going to be saddled down with a mortgage. You're not going to be able to get out from underneath of it. You get fired from this job and all of a sudden you got to go somewhere else. And maybe this isn't the best idea. Um, but just by, like I said, ass backwards in our way into it, we got ourselves in a great situation. Yeah, you did. Um, you really did. One of the things that I, I will definitely give credit to is Canton has a project or a program right now, and they've partnered with Huntington Bank, and they are trying to get people to buy houses, which you know obviously is an important thing to do for any community that's trying to reestablish itself. And their Good Neighbor program, I think it's called, um, is where I got my mortgage through. And to qualify for that, all you need is a 580 credit score or more, obviously. Um, and you need 3% down. So Whoa. I was able to get this house for, I mean, not as much money as you would normally expect up front to be like, all right, well, how are you getting this money together? What's happening here? So like you combine that with the good opportunity I had through Project Rebuild, which is the group that renovated the house and the group that kind of, you know, took what was a house on the demo list and created an absolute like palace. Um, I, I just couldn't say no. Like I, I dude, when I, when, when I first decided that this was going to happen, when my girlfriend first decided this was going right. to happen, I looked for so many reasons to say no. Like I was coming at it from every angle possible of like, find the red flag, dude, find the reason you say no, find the reason you pass this opportunity up. And I couldn't, and I just kept looking for it. I kept looking for it. I kept looking for it. And eventually it was just like, dude, this is what you're doing. Um, so it was a long time coming. It was well over a year that I had this kind of in the um, in the crosshairs. This is the fourth place you've lived since this show. I know, dude. I know. And every time, like, there's a little bit of me. It's like, no, I'm just going to die here. This is where I'm going to be. I'm going to do this where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And I think I can, fingers crossed, hopefully say this really will be where I'm at for the rest of my life. Yeah, that'd be good. It'd be not bad. It'd be not terrible. You know, some people are saying, well, dude, you live in Canton. The rest of your life might be 20 days. <laughs> Who knows, dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? Possibility. Um, which, of course, is crazy. I, uh, you, you massively, <laughs> massively upgraded neighborhoods. Yes, no question about it. The Vassar Park neighborhood, very nice. I was living over on the southwest side, but not to like crap on that entire neighborhood, but a part of that problem was is you had so many renters over there. And I'm not trying to say people that rent are like dirty or disgusting or anything like that, but you just, as a whole, care less about your property, therefore 
kind of care less about the neighborhood, kind of care less about the city. It's all just very transient, like, eh, whatever. Who cares if there's trash in my yard? Yeah, Lakewood was like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's just very much how it goes. And that's why there's such a big push right now to get people into home ownership, to get people into, right, that sense of accomplishment, that sense of, like, I care what happens in this neighborhood because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, that part's good. Um, And, dude, it was. There's definitely a sense of... I didn't necessarily think this was in my in my cards. I just kind of always thought, and I've said for a long time that home ownership just is not the American dream that it once was. Um, but now that I've kind of gotten over that hurdle, there is a bit of me that's just like, damn, dude, that's an accomplishment. That's something that you didn't necessarily, you know, three years ago think was what was a possibility is now a reality. Oh, that's totally fair. That's fair. I, I I'd give you that. Um, so not you, okay, yeah. but. Let's go back and reverse here a little bit. Okay. Dude, 583%. Aren't we headed for the same kind of housing market crash we once had before because this is how we this is how we got there the first time. Just throw mortgages at everyone. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there is a little bit of concern there. Now they make you go through a class and everything and they kind of try to, you know, give you like, hey, had to go through a class to do this too. Here's, Look how well that worked out. Here's here's the steps of success and how you can kind of do this. Um, but at, at, at the end of the day, they're desperate to get people to buy houses. Banks don't want them. You know what I'm saying? They don't want houses. Like they're, no, they're not. They're not in the business of being landlords or the business of being real estate agents. They want people in these houses. They want people that are going to make their mortgage payment. And fingers crossed, I'll be able to do that. Um, but the money made sense. The, the house is absolutely beautiful. Like I said earlier, it is essentially the most energy efficient home in Stark County. So uh, my 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 utility bills are going to go down. Um, my girlfriend just did a phenomenal job in making it a home where it's like, yeah, dude, Project Rebuild did great in building the house, but like she did such a great job of of, of the furnishings and the paint and all the crap that goes into it that I never could have done. So yeah, you're uh, your boy lucked out. There's there's no doubt about that one. No, the house came out great. I mean, it really did. I um, there's 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 not much. You- yeah, I mean, you couldn't have done if for what you spent. You were no, not going to do any better than what you no, did. No, I did. I, I stole the place. Dude. No, you did. I did. So like, there's, there's, you know, it, it, it just like, you know, I, I don't want to come off as cliched, but like, it's just such a blessing. And like this past week, dude, I, 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 I didn't take a vacation. Like I was working nonstop. Yeah, that part I felt sucks. Like it sucked. It did. Worth it. But yesterday, dude, we were sitting there watching the Browns game, and it was just like, oh my god, one hundred percent worth it. Neighborhood much quieter. I got, dude, I met your neighbor. I met your new neighbor. Did you know? Yeah, first Friday, I ran into your new neighbor who lives next door to you. She was like, oh my God. And I was like, what? She goes, oh my God, first Phantom moves in next to me, and now you're at the bar. I was like, well, I'm always at the bar. (laughs) Right. Like, this isn't new. That part's not all that new. She seemed very excited to know you. Yeah, it's one of those neighborhoods where like they really are involved in that community. It's, It's not just like, all right, well... You live by me, therefore, you know, you're just somebody I see. It, it's Everyone's waving. Everyone's saying hello. There's a big Facebook group of all of them, so. Really? Yeah, you know, pillar of the community nowadays. Are, are, are you joining the Facebook oh, group? Oh, dude, I'm already in the Facebook group. Come on now. Are you the moderator? Come on now. No, I'm not a moderator. But when I found that dog, remember that story from a couple weeks ago? Yeah. That's how I found the owners was through that Facebook group. All right, I guess I can't hate on that. No. Can't hate on that. Just because you're back on social media now, you don't have to hate on everything. No, I won't. Okay. I won't hate on all the things. Um, so you know what I just found out? What is that? I'm gonna I'm gonna break I'm gonna break one of the boss's rules right here. Okay. So if Twitter is to be believed, it's probably not. 
No, because this is from their official account. Okay. But uh, one of the best albums ever, Kiss Alive, was released on September the 10th. So everybody knows I'm a big fan of the band. Now, we don't have the live version, but I'm going to play you one of the best songs that would have been off of Kiss Alive, and that will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Teresa at 11 o'clock this morning. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Make sure you're checking her out. Uh, just did a little uh, what the boss hates the most when you swap things out. But Duke Kiss released Alive September the 10th, 1975. I felt like, you know what? We're doing that. I like how, dude, the 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 absolutely terrible things you and I have said on the radio. Eh, whatever. No, no big, big deal. deal. You play Deuce from Kiss and it's like, all right, boys, come on in. Did you play that song that's been a hit for 40 years? Yeah, no, I did that. Now he'll be mad. He'll be mad. But every once in a while, you got to do that. You got to do that. As a matter of fact, what brought that on is, and this is sad and pathetic, but like one of the things that I did on my vacation that I saw is is somebody sent this to me via text message. It was a friend of mine. I said, did you see uh, another radio guy, Eddie Trunk? released his top 20 kiss songs ever eddie's like a for real kiss fan so he was like staying away from like here's the 20 kiss hits he was like giving you like the real like his real deal right and so i like you know i kind of checked it out and i was like ah it's pretty good and so i started to like well could i pick my top 20 favorite kiss songs it's actually harder than you think it is um with a band with that much history and uh I'm 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 going to try to finalize it, and then we'll get it up at wrqk.com for you, so, so uh, Kiss fans can hear about it, and uh, the rest of you that don't care won't have to suffer <laughs> through it. You know what I mean? That is, is the way is the way I'm deciding to go about doing that. But I am trying to finalize my top 20 Kiss songs of all time, get the list out there, and put it up at, online for you. I'm not sure Deuce would make my list, to be honest with you. Um, most Gene things would not make my list. I would tell you, watching you is a Gene song, and that would make my list for sure. But most Gene things probably would not. What you're hearing right now, King of the Nighttime World, probably would. I love that song. So the Browns played yesterday, did not win, did not lose. They uh, will finish in a tie, and that's the best start the Browns have had to a season since 2004. Wow, 14 years, best start, tie. Ouch. It's bad. It should be a loss for both teams. You know what I'm saying? Like this, eh, it's not a win, it's not a loss. Eh, It should be a loss for both teams. Legitimately, you're saying change it, make it a loss for both teams mm-hmm. to prevent the, mm-hmm. you know, being okay with the tie. Right. You should be 0 1 right now. You should. I like it. I have a hard time. I have a hard time arguing that point. I kind of like it. 
Um, I don't get ties in pro sports. Feels very fifth grade to me. I don't know what we're doing. There's ways to to ensure that you're far enough on the field to where a score is inevitable. I don't know why we just don't do that so we can get a finish. And if you both suck so bad that you can't put points on the board, then you stay out there and you keep playing. This isn't like fight until somebody gets knocked out. This is like play until somebody scores. You're right. Like we, dude, if we, you can do this at the backyard game before the dinner bell from your mom screaming down the street, th- then why can't two pro teams do it that way? I, I, I have to wonder, like, how does how do ties factor into standings? You know what I'm saying, like. If if in the hypothetical, if you were to go zero zero and sixteen, if you were to if you were to tie all of your games, where do you end up in the draft? Like, is that are you, are, where where are you? you? Didn't win any games? So are you the first? You didn't lose any games? Are you the last? Like, how is the NFL all right with a tie? Right, like, there's no way the NBA ties. Right, they play no. until somebody wins. Right. They can't, yeah, you have to. Baseball so, keeps going. Again, this is what I've been talking about with the NFL. Like, I don't get this. You're the biggest league by a mile. The rest of these sports all want to be you. That's why they're all model molding themselves after you and like trying to figure out how to become year-round sports because you're the big one. So you're the one that can't figure out the national anthem, and you're the one that can't figure out how to make sure games don't end in ties. Like, dude, I gotta tell you, I, I it was I was last year the the NFL's not in, in trouble guy, right? That was my whole thing. But I gotta tell you, dude, you keep throwing penalty flags where they don't need to be. I mean, dude, Gumble said yesterday we've had a ton of flags today. When the broadcasters are saying it, it's too many. Oh, there was laundry all over the field too all many. day yesterday. So that's going to be a problem. There were times that I agreed, and there were times where it was like, what the hell? I mean, that Miles Garrett hit was just, the, the in my opinion, the picture perfect. That's how you sack a quarterback. Like, that's exactly what you do. The problem is, is, dude, it's all done by the eye test now, and it looked brutal for Miles Garrett to, like, throw him Good. down to the ground and lay on top. But that's football, right? Yeah. Exactly right. That, to me, is football. Now, I understand protecting the quarterback. I really do, dude. Those guys are the whole game. If Big Ben's not out there, that game looks way worse. If your quarterbacks aren't available to play, everybody loses. So I'm for protecting them. For sure, I am. But it's getting a little crazy. And, guys, I, I again, I don't want to be too negative. But everybody was telling me I was nuts saying they're 4-12. and That is a 4-12 and football team. At best, maybe 4-12. and you got to remember, and I've been on this stat all day, you got five turnovers and you weren't winning the game. That's remarkable. It's almost hard to do. As a matter of fact, somebody looked it up. Every other team in the league, if you get five turnovers, they're 132-2. and two. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's how easy it is to win a football game when, the, when your opponent gives you the ball that many times. I said it during the preseason that when we get regular defensive sets out there, that offensive line is going to get exposed and it's going to be fast. And sure enough, it was week one. Now I worry you go into week two and you lose to New Orleans and now it's week three. Sam Darnold beat you and I've been saying it all day. You can fool everybody. You can fool the media. You can fool the blogs. You can fool the fans. You know who you don't fool? The players. And if Sam Darnold comes into town and marches up and down the field and he beats you, the players are going to be like, oh, my God, we missed him again. We missed Wentz, missed Watson, and now we missed Darnold. And now our first round, our first number one overall pick isn't going to play. I said it when they drafted him. Baker Mayfield is going to be a pretty decent NFL quarterback, but he's a bottom first round, probably first pick, second round quarterback. That's what he always was. Don't buy all this stuff of all these teams telling you how they were going to draft him. If you didn't, then why didn't nobody try to make a move for him? Nobody tried. 
Nobody was desperate to try to go get him. You overreach for Baker Mayfield, and after week three, if you go 0-3 and, and your team sees it, they're going to start to buy in that mentality, and then you're right back down on that horrible slide downhill. It might get ugly, and it might happen fast. I hope not, but it might happen pretty fast. Teresa will send you out to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. This was our first day back from vacation. Thank you all for listening. Um, this was a lot of fun. I'm actually very, very happy to be back at work. We'll continue the program tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got the Sansbury Show here. The third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con is right around the corner, September 15th at the Canton Civic Center. Fantone and myself both on site hosting your cosplay contest. And listen, dude, the Hall of Fame City Comic Con, dude, they pride themselves on being a real fans Comic Con, dude. Uh, there's so many awesome guests, including Kevin Eastman, the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So if you guys are looking to go, it's September 15th, Canton Civic Center, and you can pick up your tickets at hofcitycomiccon.com.